This is Raul Velasquez and Vivian Velasquez. Welcome to the God, Money, and Sex podcast. Welcome to the God, Money, and Sex podcast. My name is Raul Velasquez. I'm here with my co-host, Vivian Velasquez. Happy to be here with you. Happy to be here. We keep changing days. I know. Today is, <laughs> today is uh, an early day yeah. for the podcast because tomorrow we're going to Miami. We have a little quick trip, a little getaway. So there's not a day that goes by and we're talking about it today with Vivian. There's not a day that goes by that we don't get a message from either a man or a woman talking about their biggest issues that they have is sex and their marriage, right? I mean, they're talking about how do I get my, my wife to have more sex or how do I get my, my husband to have more sex? And, and yeah. this seems to be an issue which, you know, when a lot of people don't talk about it. I don't think there's a lot of men talking about it, a lot of women talking about it, but there is a lot of sexless relationships. And that's why we see so many, like, such a huge divorce rate. And that's just, you know, kind of like something that's happening, but we just don't address it. And I think whether it's for both men and women, like, it's so hard for us to talk about it. You know, just thinking back, even when it came to our relationship, like, it, we had to be honest to ourselves, like, where we were in our relationship, and then look outside the box for help. Because if it wasn't, you know, if it was between you and I, it's like we start asking each other questions and we would never find the right answer. But I think it has to do with, uh, you know, one of the things that that we came to realize is the awareness, right? I mean, at that point, sex wasn't a priority. I mean, to be, to be honest, as a man, it comes a point that you're focusing so much in building a business that sex becomes second, third, or even if it happens. Yeah. And, and for a woman, I don't know, like what else, I mean, if, if sex is not priority, what, what do you, what's the priority for a woman? Well, and then just, you know, thinking back, it's like, or even looking at society or le- looking at us, like where we were, there are so many distractions that come into the relationship that by the time you get to ha- want to have sex or have sex, there are so many of the things that already took its place, whether it's your kids as I speak for myself, whether it's your kids, whether it's your family, whether it's the community, whether it's the business, then when it comes to sex, then you just see it as something else to do. And it's, it's just like, I, I don't have anything more in me to get to that. But see, but it wasn't like that at the beginning. I mean, like when you and I were dating and we just, you picked me up yesterday from the airport. And what did you tell me uh, when you picked me up from the airport and you were playing Biggest Malls and old school songs? What did you tell me? What did you whisper? Wait. What did you whisper in my ear? I can't wait to get to bed. No, you say you want to go to the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> you say you want to go to the back seat, and just remind us how many uh, times that we had the car, yeah. and it was like we couldn't wait to be with each other. I know, but then what else did we have to do except you and I? Like we were basically just on top of each other yeah, all the but time. But that's the beginning, and that's the beginning, and that's that's the thing. That's the reason I think that a lot of a lot of couples have sex relationships is because you forget the beginning. Yes. I mean, you, you're talking about like this was what, you know, 25 years ago that we've known each other for about 25 years ago. I know. And it, how long can that excitement last? Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, it could always come back. It's like it reminds me of this great book that we read by um, Gary Chapman that he writes like the five love languages. And he also wrote the four seasons of marriage. And you choose what season you're on. You know, like if your marriage is going through the spring season, it's like, you know, the reproduction, the the wanting, the growing. It's like you could get your marriage back on track on that. So seasons. I mean, that's that's the thing that I think I, I want the listeners to understand that everybody goes through a season. 
Yes. I, every business goes through a season. Every marriage goes through a season. We, we, as we grow older, as we evolve, there's seasons. I mean, I, I allocate this conversation also to business. You know, the beginning of a business, you know, I started real estate. I was working 24-7. I mean, I couldn't wait until I see a client. I couldn't wait to buy a property. I couldn't wait. I mean, I will do every, I will eat, breathe, and eat real estate. Yes. Right? And that was my life. Yes. Just like at the beginning, I will eat, breathe, and live just being Me. with you. <laughs> and, then, and then life happens, right? Life, yeah. We start a business, and then it was the business, and yeah. then, you know, we had kids, and then you ate, breathe and live for the kids. Yes. So what what can we tell the listeners as they are listening to us and, and uh, you know, tune into this podcast, if they are in a sexless relationship, if they've been married for, for so many years, if they've been through that rut, that maybe the business is a priority, maybe the kids are the priority, or maybe their career is a priority, yeah. what made the shift in your life? And I'll share a little bit what made the shift in my life. Okay, so then I love that word priority because if we shift that the numbers and the priority and how it belongs in our lives like that's how it changed for me it's like obviously i love my kids i'm going to be my mom I'm, I'm going to be the mom forever but when i change the priority that you were my number one you know like god it's it's my fuel then it's you and then it's my kids or my family however you want to see it then it's like when i change that priority then my thinking of like how do i refuel myself to fall in love with you again to see you with the same eyes that i saw you 20 years ago so when i started to change that then it changed something in me to want to love you again and then it's like okay how do i love you again how do i fall in love with you again then that just depends on each and every one of us, like different rituals, different, you know, the belief, the thinking. That's how I, I changed. But I think, I think we could go back to the shift of when, you know, we were in a situation that I wanted to grow and having those uncomfortable conversations. I think that a lot of people, a lot of couples don't have that uncomfortable conversation. The conversation that you're not happy or you're happy, you're comfortable or you're happy where you are. I mean, if I look at it, if you, we're, in a, we're in a business situation. We're a business partnership, right? Okay. And we're making money, but it's not enough money to make ends meet. How long until that partnership is going to last? There has to be a change. There has to be a change. And so I think that a lot of people are stuck in a business, and let's call the business their marriage, that is not going anywhere, or there is no problem. The P&L is getting lower and lower. You're losing money every single day. You're withdrawing you know, yeah. money from the bank yeah. with the emotional, emotional bank or yeah. and then some people are in deficits, whether the, yes. the man is in deficit or the woman is in deficit. Like, They're ready to be and, in bankruptcy. And then at the end of the day, and a man, you don't know this, but your woman is keeping tabs on everything that you're doing on like, I did this and probably the men too. Like, well, I'm, I did this for you the other day. I did that for you the other day. So you're constantly seeing who's putting what in the relationship. Yeah. And I think that the shift that came from us, we started realizing, like, you can't make me happy. I can't make you happy until I make myself happy. Yeah. Until I start growing on my own. And that's the shift. And I think that this conversation is, is key for marriages and for business owners because unless you're willing to do something that gets you out of the comfort zone, shit will not change. Yeah. Your business won't change. Your marriage won't change unless you're willing to change. And then I also think, like, you know, in our relationship between husband and wife, we hide behind so many different satisfactions, like an instant satisfaction, you know, like whether it's for my kids, like, you know, as moms, like we get so much love from our kids, so much satisfaction just being a mom. And 
and then it's like it's enough so we don't need to look for it in our husbands and the, and the men too we and get then, so much yeah, satisfaction from our business. our business because it's like an instant satisfaction because you feel get, the praise we get you the feel praise that, yeah. we get significance and yeah. we build a business so then we go home and if we don't get praise or significance i mean you just go back one of the reasons that you know you uh, we were in a situation on. where we had a sexless relationship is because it was work yeah. It was work. I'd rather be building my business or focus on my business than to come home and then have a nagging wife or somebody who will beat me down or somebody who will complain. Yeah. And then the polarity was there. I think that that's, that's the key that the polarity is in there. The, the attraction or the, or the passion is not there if you don't work on it. Because you lose it. You know, like imagine like you're always fighting about something. And I mean, you probably have a... a the intention is good because you're fighting for something you want to change. But the way that, you know, you fight for it, I think also has a lot to do with it. And I think when we started um, asking instead of demanding uh, of things that I needed you to do, I think it was like a, a different shift too. like, you know, if I asked you to do something for me, telling you how it would make me feel, I think it was a it was from a different perspective and you would do anything to make me happy you just didn't know how to so here's is one thing i, I want friend that i want uh, the listeners to understand i will make sure that we answer any questions that you have and make sure you put in the comments or you reach out to us next time that we'll, we'll cover a topic but one thing you have to that we did at least for me is i started realizing what is it that i'm tolerating in my relationship or what is it that i'm tolerating in my business so if i'm if I'm so focused on building my business and, I, and if I'm, I, I want a vision and I want to create something, why is it that I'm tolerating anything less in my relationship with my wife? So then I'm lying to myself saying I'm going to be a successful businessman or I'm a successful leader mm-hmm. if, if I continue just to focus on my business and if I want to make millions of dollars, but I tolerate mediocrity or I tolerate anything less than something a less passionate than. relationship. So it yeah. comes down to a standard of you saying, okay, if, I, if, it's, if I'm good here, if I'm willing to go all in on my business and I'm going to work 24-7 and I'm going to build an empire, I'm going to go this, why is it that I'm not willing to put in the work in Your my relationship. relationship? Yeah. So then when I started realizing, I said like, fuck, like, I need to grow the fuck up. <laughs> I need to be in integrity with myself. And stop lying to myself thinking that, yes, I'm going to build this empire and I'm going to build this business if I don't have a strong foundation with yeah. my relationship with my wife. Because we forget about that part. And yeah. then and then the moment that I shit hit the fan and then I lost millions of dollars and I lost everything that I had, then I realized that the only person that was holding me, in, like when, when everything was said and done, the only one that was going to be with me was you. Mm. And that is the shift. And for me, at least, that's a shift. That's the one that I decided, like, you know, from this day forward, I'm going to make sure I do everything in my power to build that strong foundation. Yes. And you may not know that, but, you know, the, the time that I decided is when we were broke, we had no money, and I had to rebuild. But you didn't give me shit. You gave me shit when I was making money. <laughs> You give me shit when I didn't have. I was not putting in the time because you was always out there. Because I was always out there, but then when I you were not giving me the attention I deserved. Yes, and and you were you you thought that I was out there because I was building something maybe selfishly, but then no, no, I always knew that you were out there building something for us, but it's just the fact like you know now you understand it's like you. And I always knew like you were building something for us. You were building something greater than we could ever imagine. And I would always see that. But it's like you're forgetting about me, the most important thing in your life. And when you come back, it's like I may not be here. And see, and it took us to go through a lot of things in our life 
for me to value that. Yeah. And then for you also, I mean, what was your thought process then? Because you could easily say, you know what, I told you, you know what, it's done. Like, what was the thought process of women? Because I think a lot of women don't give themselves enough credit that you women have the power to build or destroy a man. And and that's really what did it for me. It's like, you know, God is such a, an amazing part of my life that it's like, Every time I read when he would say, like, you know, what do you use your mouth for? Do you bless someone with your words or do you destroy them? And for me, like, I never wanted to destroy what we had. I never wanted to destroy what you were doing. So I would try to lift you up even when you were down. And and trying to uh, to pick you up, I think, was, like, one of the hardest things for me to, like, to do. But I had to, like, master all my strength and, like, bring it up because it's, like, us as women, like, we have the whole foundation on top of us, like, I know you guys are amazing. You do so much, but it's like, we carry all of that. You know, like we have our kids, we have you, we have our household, we have the business, we have us. So like, if, if we become weak, if we become bitter and we become aggressive in those moments, like, what am I going to get out of that? And, and that's where you destroy a man. Yeah. And that's why, and, and I'm not saying that the man, you know, if man, if you're listening to this or your woman is supporting you, there's no excuse either for you not to level up. I mean, at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own shit. You're responsible for your own growth. But woman, you have, I mean, you have that opportunity to, to build your man and, and not destroy him and don't kick him when he's done. I think that's that's the shift. For me, that was a shift. Yeah. That's when they realize, okay, shit, this woman is sticking with me and mm -hmm. she's sticking with me at, towards, towards uh, at the end. Mm -hmm. So from now, I want to focus on this. And then since then, we'll, we'll rebuild and we build a beautiful foundation yeah. that we could have these open conversations and said, okay, this is not, I'm not gonna tolerate anything less than this. Yeah. A passionate relationship, I'm gonna tolerate on me. I'm not, I'm not putting that on you. Yeah. I'm putting it on, on us so we could do the work based on what we want, yeah. not based on what the illusion is of one day, having this or one day, getting somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's focusing on the daily progress. Because you don't know if you're gonna get there that one day. But then you need to work on what you have in front of you right now. And I think for me, that was then my shift. It's like, like I said, my priority was completely different because I didn't live to love you. I lived to love my kids. I lived to love my God. I lived to love, you know, my family, my community, my, my church uh, family. But it's like, what about you? Like, you needed that love. You needed that attention. So when I, I had that shift, it's like, oh, my gosh, like he's doing something for me. Like he sees me as his priority then i'm going to change my priority too and then it wasn't just about yourself but it was also about me so okay. i gave myself the time to grow and i gave myself the time to fall in love with who i am all over again and i think that's what created the attraction that we needed that polarity because if 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 i didn't love myself if i didn't exude that like how can i entice you to come to me if if there is nothing there was nothing there for you to love at that moment. And there's nothing more attractive for a man than a woman who owns herself. Yeah. I think the same thing for women. Is that the more attractive than a man yeah. who really like, like, like makes you feel comfortable? Oh, yeah. It's like a whole new smell. So, <laughs> so I think oh, that, and that's, and that's the shift. The shift is when you started really like owning yourself and, yeah. and realizing that you're not here to uh, mother another man. You're here to empower you and to build something. Yeah. And the same thing, I think that the listeners, if you listen to this, like if you're stuck in a sexless relationship, you're stuck in a, in a rut, and there's a season, and there's a winter season, and there's a spring, and the one thing that I want to make sure that you get is that nothing lasts forever. You choose how long the seasons last. And, and if you remember those beginning stages, 
Whether, yeah. it's, whether you're going through a tough time in your business, whether you're going through a tough time in your, in your relationship, whether you're going through a tough time in your, in, in your body or your health, if you remember how you used to be at the beginning of the relationship, at the beginning of your business, at the beginning when you started something, it was so exciting, it was so, yeah. you were so passionate, you had so much energy, you wanted to spend all the time with that person or, or spend all the time in the office. If you just harness that, you harness that energy, you harness that memory and you remember that and you see how far you've come I think that couples forget that you know we married 10 15 20 years and we look well we're not there yet we're not you know where we wanted to be or we're not here and then you start getting stuck on that illusion of getting there one day and that's what it is just an illusion instead of looking back I think one of the things that we do all the time and at least I purposely do it with intention with you is let's look back look how far we've come Vivian yeah I mean look how far we come even in this podcast I'm always telling you, look, babe, look how far you've come. You look, you you're amazing the way that you present yourself. You're amazing the way you've grown. Because you're actually talking. <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm telling and I'm constantly building you up. And I think yes. that couples we don't build each other up enough. Mm-hmm. Like shit. Like nobody else out there is gonna give a fuck more than your wife. Nobody else out there is gonna give a fuck about you more than your husband. If you just build each other up instead of destroying your husband, destroying your wife, you get out of that season much much faster and what you always say to your guys like i always hear you say is like your wife is not your enemy your husband is not your enemy and i think you just looking at that picture is like an enemy is someone that you want to get away from you want to destroy so it's like we never want that and and i believe that in marriages like the intention is never that but it's just like we forget so quickly because of everything else that comes up so you know the for the ones that are listening the ones that are watching how do we help them? Like, what what are some steps that we could tell them to get out of a sexless relationship? Like, what do we do? If you could, like, think back. You have to understand it's not going to be from one day to the next. I mean, yeah. the one, as, as men, if, like, I teach my guys, you got to seduce your wife. Like, it is, one, first of all, it's not her fault. Yeah. Own that shit that you didn't create that polarity. Like, I, I'm hard on my guys. Like, you have to create a polarity. You have to do the work. You have to continue to bring that passion. It's not her job to bring that passion. She will play alone. She will level up as, as fast as you level up. Yeah. But it's not her responsibility to follow you if you're not leading. If you want your woman to, to, to follow you, you have to fucking lead. Yeah. You have to level up. You have to bring a polarity. You have to decide. You have to choose. And you have to bring that energy of choice and say, okay, here's not what I'm willing to, I'm not saying go back to your house and say, I'm not going to tolerate a sex relationship, woman. <laughs> We're going to have sex every night. <laughs> she probably would kick your ass and you probably end up, you know, <laughs> sleeping on the couch. What I'm Negative saying is, zero. Is, what I'm saying is have the conversation and here's what I'm not happy with. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes for us to get back to the moment and the time where we had that passion, the moment at the time where we had the fulfillment and take ownership. Take responsibility, take ownership and say, hey, I, I get it. It's my fault. As a man, as a leader, I own it. Yeah. That sounds that's amazing. The, I think that's the first step of for getting out of the relationship for men. Yeah. And then for, for girls, like for my ladies, what I tell them all the time, it's like, what brings you pleasure? What brings you happiness? Because I think we forget that so often we are taking care of everyone else. We take care of our kids, our husband, our homes, our businesses. And then whatever comes at last, then we take care of ourselves. And to become a little bit selfish and just think of yourself first and like what brings you pleasure? What brings you happiness? What brings a smile to you? Like try to remember back and like 
at the beginning, like you're saying, like, what did you do? Mm. You know, just as little like I, I asked one of one of the girls, I'm like, can you go out there and just find a beautiful, sexy bra and not for him to see it? But for you to see, like, what does it feel like in your body? And she was like, you know what, Vivian, I haven't gotten a bra like 10 years ago. And I'm like, girl, this is the reason why maybe <laughs> you're in this, you know, rut. It's like we need to um, remember again, like, what is it that makes us happy? Mm. And, and and that alone, like, you know, finding a sexy bra or something that makes you feel sexy, it makes you feel like. It's a feeling. Is that yeah. just necessarily for him? Is a feeling. Is yeah, it's you a feeling for it. you. So it's like when you start to feel that inside of you, like you exude that and you create that energy again between the two of you. So it's like, you know, it's it's enticing for, for you to feel that on the other person. But it takes it takes work. So that's one of the things I tell them. Just so why don't you things. give them? I'll, I'll give advice to I give one advice to women, and mm -hmm. you give one key advice to men. How about that? Okay. Then that that will be good to end the the podcast in a in a good kind of like psychological way, sinking okay. the, the female, the, the the masculine, the feminine energy. All right. So here's <laughs> okay. my advice to women. All right. Ready? I want you to write this down, woman. Make sure you don't <laughs> fuck this up. <laughs> Stop beating down your man. Like, I, like, it's so easy. And, and this is the, the little things that women do to masculine their men. Like, I see men trying so hard and the woman always like, well, you didn't get it this way. Or you didn't do this right. Or you didn't, you know, those are little things that I see more women treating their men as their child. Stop trying to be the mother. Stop masculine your man. Give him props for fucking trying. Like, even if he fucked it up, just tell him what, the, what good did he do. Yeah. And I promise you if, you, if you build on that, if you just tell them, hey, you did a good job here, you know, next time the feedback, I would love for you to do, you know, uh, this. But don't, don't even say that. Just say, hey, you did a good job. Like, like that, stop. That's, stop, that's stop right there. Yeah. Just tell them why he did good and, and build on that. Tell them what you did good and then bite your tongue. And that, I mean, just uh, that's the beginning. I mean, if, if, if so many women just beating their men down and say, hey, why can't you be like this guy? Why can't you be like that guy? Well, like the, the comparison game Hurts. Hurts. hurts and it, if it guys. comes from your woman if it comes from like the, the man's wife or the girlfriend or the partner it hurts even deeper because it feeds that feeling of not being enough so the last thing you want to do is beat down your guy even though i mean we fuck up all the time fuck up all the time we're not perfect we get it but what you've done with me is you always tell me what i'm doing right and makes me want to do it better yeah faster yeah. better next time and i'm learning constantly based on improvement not yes. on criticism not yes. on judgment based on improvement so that's yeah. my key takeaway for women right now if you're listening yeah that's awesome i do that a lot i i praise you and i give you good feedback and then i bite my tongue because <laughs> there are so many other things it's like but but let's like oh, but there's not let's let's just make sure that we clarify we're not saying for you to lie to your man right tell them the truth about why he did right yeah even if it's something little it goes a long way but it's it's authentic it's like you really appreciate and love that one little thing even if there's like 10 more negative but just bite your tongue on it there'll come a time when you guys could talk about it yes, and then again space. It, 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 in the right space you yeah. can tell them other things i need to improve but yeah. at that moment when he did it like that's yeah. training that's just psychological yeah. training how just do you train him. somebody just praise somebody if you if you want to tame uh, a lion or a wild horse you don't tame him just by beating him down you tame him by seducing him to to do the things you want them to do. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So for guys, if I would have to tell them something, I would definitely say, allow your women the time. For us, I feel like time is everything. Like time 
the feminine lives and nourishes on time. Like if you just think like when you ask me to go somewhere, like I need time to get beautiful. Don't rush me because if you rush me, then I have to step into my masculine and have to like get to somewhere and then it cuts off my my feminine. If you know, time for me to grow. Like you've asked me how many times to do a podcast with you or to do a Facebook live with you. It's like, allow me the time to grow Mm. into, into loving what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say time for sex. Like, you know, don't allow me the time to get ready. Allow me the time to love being with you. I think time for us is everything. Like the feminine just lives on wild, wild, free you know like there is no construction of time we just love the time to to grow the time to be and if you force me in your time especially for men like men like you who are like a high level entrepreneur that are always going if you ask me to pick up my pace then it's not me Hmm. so i think if like men allow the woman to be in the time that they feel comfortable in it would be completely different because they'll be stepping into their feminine not just in their masculine because they're not just going 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 and that translates to men's language as have fucking patience oh okay that's a good one <laughs> have fucking patience men have po- patience i've been working on, on this for a long time i'm becoming more and more patient every single day and but it is working because yeah. as i allow the time and i don't get frustrated with time you know the experience enhances and experiences yeah and i'm just thinking back like look 19 years that we've been married and i feel like we're just starting to like get it together between you and i like the you know that the the wanting and the loving and the giving it's like it's coming together after 19 years like who would think like it's gonna take us that long we're hardhead we're hardhead (laughs) so there you go you have it two two key things men have patience uh, woman, don't beat down on your man. Trust the timing. Trust that he's doing his best. And every marriage, every business has a season. That's right. Nothing lasts forever. That's right. Eventually, if you put in the work, you will get to the next level. Yes. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our podcast, Got Money and Sex, and iTunes, yeah. SoundCloud, and in... Wow. Where else? Podcast? Spotify. Spotify. That's right. We're Spotify. Awesome. Follow us everywhere except for the bedroom. Learn it. Live it. Experience it. Love life.